Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 366. Never give up. Right when things start to get really difficult, that means that you're, you're on to something and you're starting to disrupt things. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Victor Carrillo. Victor, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready for a fun ride, but all my race gear is ready for some track time tomorrow. So. <laughs> well, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you at that track because I love going to racetracks and driving around cars fast. What track are you going to be at tomorrow? Well, actually, the track is the open desert. We're going to be doing some pre-running. Uh, we've got the Baja 1000 coming up, so we're going to be out there uh, kicking up some dirt. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Uh, awesome. You're going to have a great weekend. Victor Carrillo co-founded the ID Agency in Los Angeles, California in 2004, where he's the president of the firm. The ID Agency builds and promotes authentic brand connections with consumers in the automotive sector and beyond. They combine their extensive experience in digital PR, photography, and video production to craft their client's unique brand. They support major players in the business community, including Momo, Pirelli, Kawasaki, Brembo, Carbon Revolution, SeaTech, and Formula Drift. Their focus is growing broader audiences and greater awareness for their clients' brands and what their clients' services offer. Victor, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career, your business, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, that was a, a great summary. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're and, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. You're uh, welcome. We don't get a lot of opportunities to talk about our, our company because we're usually busy talking about our clients. So this is a little bit different for us. Yeah. You know, it all started with growing up in Los Angeles with my father and my brothers. So there's there's three of us in the family, three boys. And my father liked to restore old Chevys and just had a passion for cars. And that naturally was passed on to my brothers and I. I think if you added up the amount of cars that my brothers and I owned, we probably tally around 70. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's not a normal passion. It is definitely one that consumes us and drives our, our daily lives. And we've owned everything from shifter carts to motorcycles to off-road vehicles to classic cars, European, domestic, race cars, you name it. It wasn't just specific to one genre. We kind of just like everything with a motor. Cool. So um, 
with that passion as a young man and seeing my older brother and, and my father, I just knew I, I had to be in the automotive, automotive industry one way or another. And it all started with a, a retail store. I actually wanted to wrench on vehicles. I wanted to build project cars. I wanted to be a part of it. And um, that retail outlet was in North Hollywood, California. We did some, some great things there, building some really cool project cars. This was during the heyday of the Los Angeles street racing scene, the tuner scene. Some people like to call it Fast and Furious time. Uh-huh. But we were, we were actually really out there racing, racing our Hondas and our Japanese import cars. But at the same time, we were building classic Chevys. So again, we kind of we did it all. After we sold the business, I went on to a very prestigious European company called CEC. And CEC at the time was the leading importer of all the top European brands. So mm-hmm. brands like Lorenzer for Mercedes-Benz, TechArt for Porsche, Antero wheels, Remus exhaust from Austria. I, I wanted to work for the best, and I, I seek them out and, and found them and said, hey, these guys are really you know, distributing and selling the best products. So I went to go work for them and was with them for, for many years and worked my way up from sales into marketing and PR and helped them open up their first showroom in Los Angeles. And the agency was actually born out of the walls of CEC because I was running their marketing department and we had started some co-marketing relationships for the company with really great brands, uh, one of them being Brembo. And uh, one day Brembo asked, hey, can you actually do some side work for us? Mm-hmm. So with the blessing of the owner at the time, we, I started to do that. And, um, and then the light bulb went off that I could actually work for multiple brands if I was out on my own. And so I left CEC to start the ID agency. Ooh. And that's where everything kicked off. Oh, awesome story. I love that. I love that. We love having entrepreneurs and people that have become entrepreneurs here in Cars, yeah, to inspire others who have that vision, have that dream, have that wish to let them know that, you know what, Victor figured out a way to do it, and you can figure out the way to do it as well. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah. I know you love to drive, so Victor, take the wheel. Yeah, I've got a a great quote that I try to live by here at the agency, and it's from none other than uh, Enzo Ferrari. (laughs) And the the quote is, the client is not always right. Mm. And for us, it's actually difficult because we're we're trying to please our clients all the time. We're trying to, you know, meet their expectations, exceed them, and find success for them. But sometimes that takes us telling us, telling them that they're not right and this isn't the right way to do it and you've hired us for a reason. Yep. So, so that is one that I have to live and die by. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's elaborate on that just a little bit because I think that's really important. It goes against everything that we've all been taught growing up that, you know, we as the consumers are always right, where the customer's always right. But you know what? Sometimes that's not true. So how do you get around that? What are maybe some of the things you do with your clients to help them understand that, you know, Maybe this other way is the right way. Well, first off, it starts with having a great team. I think we've assembled a really great team of experts here at the ID agency. We have former editors of magazines. We have former brand directors. We have former digital managers from the production world. And and we've all come together because they all have a passion for cars. So this is a, a team effort here. And what I try to remind the clients is that, you know, this is what we do day in and day out. Uh, the clients, when they're at these automotive brands, they're also um, inundated with product development and business relationships that they need to manage, all kinds of other things, whereas we're 
only focused on marketing and communications. And that, that really makes us experts. And this is what we do. And we're always looking at the latest trends. So, so trust in us. Mm-hmm. You know, remember why you hired us. And, and if they forget, I tend to remind them, hey, our uh, PR director has over 30 years of PR editorial experience in the automotive industry. <laughs> he's, he's seen it all yeah. by this point. Oh, yeah. So if there's an issue to be discussed, let's go to him first. Let's get his opinion, right? So that's what we try to do is, you know, first it starts off with assembling a great team. And then second, it's, it's reminding the clients to, to trust in our experts within our each division. You know, you hit on a, a really golden nugget there. We are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. And being a great leader, a good business owner, a strong entrepreneur is knowing when you can't do it all, you don't know it all, and you need to surround yourself with the people who can help you get there. So really great lesson for the listeners out there, whether they're young or old or whatever they're doing. And of course, listening to the client to understand, but then speaking to be understood, that habit number five of Stephen Covey's that works so well for people is absolutely great. Love it. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You talk about growing up in a family where your dad wrenched on Chevys and your brothers and you worked on cars, but is there a pivotal moment you remember in your life when you really realized, you know what, I'm a, I am a car guy? I think it was more of a series of moments. And, and what I realized was that I was the happiest when driving or at a car show or at a racetrack and just to strive for that consistent happiness, I knew I had to be involved in the industry somehow. It didn't really matter if I was wrenching on cars or selling cars. I just knew I wanted to be around it. I actually started before we opened up that shop. I just was sweeping floors at uh, my father and my older brother's shop, which was a sunroof and window tint shop. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I'll do anything. I'll answer phones. I'll just, I just want to be involved. So it was really about just being around it and absorbing it and then following this really unique path that led me from retail to then wholesale to then the marketing side of it. But through it all, it gave me a unique perspective. I knew what the guys at the counter were going through when they were trying to sell automotive parts. I knew what the technicians you know, in the shop were going through when they tried to install parts and when they were either great parts or inferior parts. Um, I, I got to learn all of the different aspects of the automotive industry. And I think that gave us an edge over other marketing agencies that maybe only learned and studied marketing. Mm-hmm. So when we're trying to promote a new product or a brand, we have the knowledge of what it takes to actually sell it, install it and use it, which is, which is, I think, very unique. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I met you at Rensport last month down at Laguna Seca, and you were uh, down there to help the Momo brand. And we've had Enrique Cisneros, who bought up that brand and is trying to bring it back to the, the former glory that it's had. And, you know, I could tell I was standing in front of a car guy. I mean, just the, the sense in the passion you had and the way your eyes were darting around and looking at all those spectacular Porsches that were at that event. So it's definitely an advantage to be working in the field that you're passionate about. That's for sure. Let's crawl into the hood now and take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. I'd love for you to share with our listeners a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. Uh, The most important part of this, of course, has to do with how you overcame that particular challenge, that situation, and what did it teach you? What did you learn from it? 
Yeah, well, I think um, the biggest challenge we faced was faced by many Americans, and that was the uh, recession of 2008. Mm -hmm. It hit us extremely hard. If you think back to that time, you think of the the big three automakers going to visit Congress and asking for uh, for money to stay afloat. Well, that trickled all the way down to a small agency like us where marketing budgets were slashed and the need for us. Uh, wasn't so great anymore. And we were faced with losing uh, half of our clients, what felt like overnight. It was a really dark time for us. My uh, business partner had decided that he wanted to move on. So I was faced with um, a crossroads of, do I continue with this on my own? Or do I throw in a towel and just go get a job at at one of these brands? And uh, with the help of some uh, family support, I decided to go for it. So I literally doubled down. I uh, bought my business partner out and and, uh, was 100% the owner of the ID agency and had to figure out a way to uh, reinvigorate the the company and and move forward. So here I am now not only owning it, but having a a debt, which I never had before, a loan to pay off. And uh, how do we go after new business? Right. So what I really started to look at is what are we good at? And we were good at promoting automotive passion, not just parts, right? Everyone has a passion for the automotive industry and all the different aspects of it. Some of it is racing, some of it is car shows, some of it is just the love of driving these great cars. And so what I what I started to explore was how do we tap into that passion in other ways than just promoting hard parts? We had a lot of clients that were tires, wheels, brakes, performance accessories. And when times get tough, people stop buying those parts. They don't, <laughs> yep. they don't need those parts, you know, and they don't need power sports vehicles like motorcycles and jet skis. And all. Those are all nice to have, right? right? But they still have this passion. They still have this passion for it and you've got to feed it some way. So what we did is we turned our attention to other brands that were selling automotive passion through different products. And we looked at energy drinks. We looked at video games. We looked at fashion. And we started to work with brands like Puma, who has the Ferrari license and does quite well in it. We started to work for them. Microsoft, which has a great uh, racing video game, Forza Motorsport. Mm -hmm. And we started to work for them. Uh, NOS Energy Drink, which at the time was independent. Now they're owned by Coca-Cola, which was an energy drink based 100% at the time on motorsports. And so we started to work for all these great brands. And instead of promoting brakes, wheels, and tires, we were promoting drinks, video games, and fashion. But it was all automotive passion still. So we were able to shift and to change and to adapt and survive the recession because eventually – those hard part companies came back around and now we were much stronger because of it because we had these automotive lifestyle brands alongside the automotive parts companies but it was a it was a scary time for sure you know i've heard this from so many of my past guests here on here on cars yeah and what you did was an awesome pivot move to look at not only the automotive feel but then what what else is there and it, it was just it's a wonderful story wonderful lesson for our listeners that just rethink, reinvent, reinvent yourself, really, and focus on, what, again, what you're passionate about, but is there another road to go down? And that fork in the road took you down a great road. So I'm, I'm really, really proud of you. And that's an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that, Victor. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment, a moment in time when the lights came on and 
illuminated your way for this new idea, this new direction you had for your career, your business, or for yourself. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Yeah, I think, um, you know, my aha moment was at the uh, beginning of the, of the agency. Like a lot of moments, it happened at a Starbucks. And <laughs> um, it was myself and the creative director of the company I was working for at the time, CEC. And we had gone to Starbucks after work. And, and we were discussing this opportunity that Brembo had presented to us that said, hey, you know, you could do some side work for us. And most people would look at that and say, oh, that's great. That's freelance. That's extra money. That's side work to make some more money for the holidays because it was around this time of the year. It was mm-hmm. around right before SEMA where they needed some help. And we looked at it in a different perspective. And that's when the light bulb went off and said, well, you know, can we actually do work for Brembo and our current employer? Can we, can we create a situation where everybody wins? And that's where the light bulb went off. And we really started to focus on structuring something, which became the ID agency. And we went back to our boss, uh, uh, the owner of CEC, and presented him with an opportunity to say, hey, we're going to invest into this agency. We're going to be the one to buy the computers and the camera equipment and add the staff. And we'll work for you as an outside agency instead of in-house and show them the benefits of working with an agency as opposed to just increasing his overhead and his staff count and all of those things. And so that was the moment where we really dive deep into the, the structure, the plan. And, you know, uh, we created our business plan the best we can. But it really was on the back of a napkin at a Starbucks saying, hey, we've, <laughs> we want to work for, for everyone in the automotive industry. How do we do it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. Again, for those uh, entrepreneurs out there, or wannabe entrepreneurs, that you can be a sidepreneur while you're still doing your regular job and start to formulate this new business and then evolve into that to have your own company. Uh, I think that's fantastic. It's great that CC that you're working with was agreeable to that. You presented it in a way that made sense for them. And uh, look where you ended up now. So great aha moment. I love that. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many. You've had so many great experiences with all these major brands, these players in the market. But is there one in particular, one proudest moment that stands out for you? Well, I think there's there's a few of these uh, proud moments. For me personally, it was actually when I was able to uh, see the end of the tunnel of the recession and pay off my company loan and, and uh, actually feel like I fully owned the company for the first time. I had no business partner. I had no debt and no loans. It was free and clear, 100% mine. And I only could share that with, at the time, my, my girlfriend, right? I wasn't going to broadcast that and put that on social media or anything. Yeah. But it was, it was a very special moment for me personally because it had weathered the storm. Uh, the, the gamble had paid off. You know, it could have gone the complete other way. Oh yeah, it did but, for a lot of people. Yeah, and it took and it took a while. It took around, uh, if I had to estimate, like a year and a half to pay off that loan to yeah. um, the money that I had to raise to buy out my business partner at the time. So so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Um, it was a lot of hard work, and so that was uh, my personal proudest moment at the company. As far as proudest moments of what we've done, 
with our clients, you know, one of them just happened recently. It was getting this Momo project off the ground for the road to rent sport. Mm -hmm. And that is because this is the first uh, real campaign, the first real project that has our fingerprints on it. We've been working for them for a year now and we've done a lot and a lot, most of it was in, was inherited. We were, you know, kept the ball running and, and we're doing everything we we're supposed to do. But this was a project that came together with our team, with the owner, this wasn't planned. This was something where we saw a great opportunity. We put together a strategy. We executed it. And it was a it was a very cool moment. And that's because I have a lot of passion for Momo. When I had my store, I started my career in, in retail. Momo was the brand that I aspired to sell. I was this was 20 years ago. At that time, everyone had to have a Momo shift knob, Momo steering wheel. <laughs> and so I look at it as I've started my career with with Momo. And now here I am, you know, really guiding the brand and, and setting it on its course for a successful future, which is kind of bizarre at this point that it's come full circle. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, it's funny how these things, these fortuitous things happen. And I, I told Enrique the same thing. I had a Momo steering wheel on my Carmen Ghia in the 70s when I was in high school and a Momo shift knob. And here I am talking to the guy that's bringing the brand back. And now I'm talking to you, who's helping that brand come back and getting it out there in front of people. So you never know what roads will lead you down in this journey we call life. That's great. Very proud moments indeed. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And if you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. You talked about having, gosh, 70 plus vehicles between you and your <laughs> brothers. But was there, one, was there one first one that was just like, oh, man, I finally got this thing? Yeah, we've we've owned so many cars and for so many different reasons. But I think the very first special car was um, Lotus Elise. When the Lotus Elise was re-released, Ooh, yeah. my, my brother and I decided to buy one together. And we, uh, we got one of the first vehicles delivered in the country, one of the first delivered on the West Coast. And it was very special because that was, the I think, the first car that I bought that was served no other purpose than just driving enjoyment. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't going to be a car that I drove to work. It wasn't going to be a car that, you know, I hauled the things around with, my motorcycles, whatever it may be. It only served one purpose and it served it and it did it very well. And that was driving pleasure. And so that's what made it so special because I knew every time I got behind the wheel of that car, I was in for a good time, you know, <laughs> and and it delivered. It was just amazing. I mean, it was the closest thing to our shifter carts that we used to race. Oh, yeah. So, so it was just it was just pure fun. Yeah, those first Lotus Elises were like go-karts. I, we have a local racetrack here, Pacific Raceway, and uh, Don Kitch, who runs the driving school up there, is a friend of mine. He's been a guest here on Cars, yeah, and they had those lotuses up there and i got to invite you to come up and spend some time driving around the racetrack and one of those things and it's it's like a go-kart you strap the car onto you it's a really really fun vehicle so great story i love it well let's talk about the sad end here how about seller's remorse is there is there a car you've let go that you just look back now and go man i wish that was still in my garage yeah, absolutely. I think there's a few of those, but we have to move. We have to move on, and uh, we also have to sell some cars so we could buy new cars, right? Yep. But it actually isn't a, a car at all. It's a motorcycle. Ah. It's a very special motorcycle. It was an Aprilia RS250. Oh. Essentially a race bike, but uh, somehow the gentleman that I bought it from had it registered for the street, and so I was able to drive this race uh, motorcycle on the street, and it had it had lights and mirrors. And it was unbelievable 
acceleration and fun. And I had done a uh, custom paint job on it to mirror the um, the winning graphics of Marco Melandri, who won the MotoGP 250 series oh, yeah. that year. Yeah. So it was just it was just looked cool, sounded cool, was cool. But at the end of the day, it was a race bike. So every time I rode it, it would break down. We'd have to rebuild <laughs> it. We'd have to work on it. And so I just got completely frustrated with it. I put it for sale and it sold. And almost immediately, I had seller's remorse like, no, I need that. <laughs> Why did I, I need that? it back. Yeah. And I, and I just might start to search for it again. I think it's in California somewhere. And it, uh -huh. it was just such a cool, special motorcycle. So rare and so much fun fun and and so high maintenance that you know it had to go and now i i, I want that frustration back <laughs> it's like dating a supermodel <laughs> pretty much that was my italian supermodel right there yeah oh goodness well listeners if you've got victor's old bike out there give him a call look him up at id agency he wants his bike back so great story hey what what kind of projects are you working on right now there at id agency that really have you guys fired up and excited yeah, so at any given time, we have multiple projects going, but there's there's some great ones in the works right now. Um, we just launched a new website for a very important brand, Carbon Revolution. Oh. They are the first, the world's first manufacturer of carbon fiber wheels that are made in, in mass production, right? Mm -hmm. These aren't handmade carbon fiber wheels like you see on the Koenigseggs. These are made in an assembly line and... They're the first one to be included in OEM production on the new Mustang GT350R. So we, we really feel like we're a part of an industry-changing moment here. This is, this is, you know, wheels went from steel to, uh, to aluminum to now carbon fiber. And we've been uh, blessed of being able to work with this brand from early stages. So everything from the website to the PR to the promotions, they just did their factory opening in Australia, where they had political figures uh, from the government there, and they had Ford executives fly in from Detroit. Wow. It's, a, it's a very, very special moment in, in the wheel industry and in automotive engineering. So um, we're proud to be a part of that family with those guys. And uh, the product is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So oh, you're going to hear a lot more from those guys uh, in the coming months, in the coming years. Very cool. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, great brand. Awesome products. The website is incredible. So kudos to you and your team for what you guys have done there. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Victor. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Oh, that's a <laughs> It's that's an a odd question. question. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, I would say a McLaren F1. Ooh, wow. And it's just, okay. it's it's that holy grail car for me, but for all the right reasons. It's just like ultimate performance but it's understated in its design and its style it's super unique you know you've got the center driving position it's rare uh, there's just i would hope to be as special as a mclaren <laughs> f1 and every time you see or hear that car you're just like wow that was it's such an amazing car and it's because you know i'm i'm a huge huge formula one fan have been since i was very young and so to see, you know, one of those legendary race teams actually put something out on the streets and not not from the corporate perspective of let's make money, more from the engineering perspective of can we do it? Right. Um, I think that was it. That was the crowning achievement of Formula One being transferred to the road. Yeah. And and uh, because of that, it's 
you know, it's everything I could ever dream of. Yeah, very special vehicles for sure. Uh, I'd love to get into that center driving seat on that car someday and drive one around a track. That'd be fun. So, Victor, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at metrovac.com. Use discount code CARSYA20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsyad.com slash sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Victor, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Absolutely. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Be prepared for change. <laughs> yes. The industry changes, the business changes, products change. It's just constant, constant change. Yeah, absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I think it's just about staying organized, uh, especially in this day and age where you're constantly bombarded with media, whether it's social media, traditional media, It's very, very difficult to stay organized and to have that work-life balance. But if you could stay organized on the business side, you'll succeed because you can't let things slip through the cracks. What are, you know, I'm going to step aside here a little bit. What are some of the ways you stay organized? I live and die by my calendar and my notes, my to-do list. They used to call me at an old job. They used to call me the master tasker because I would just be (laughs) given out tasks. But it was the only way I could assure that things would get done in time. Right. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question people's ability to get the job done. But could you meet the deadline? Could you be ahead of schedule? Because that would affect everything else. So really, for me, it's the calendar. It's making sure things are happening when they're supposed to. 
Because in, in this world, in communications and marketing, you can keep tinkering things over and over again. But at a certain point, you got to stop, you got to deliver, you got to move on. And that's sometimes the challenge in the business that we're in. So you got to live and die by the calendar, unfortunately. How about a resource? Is there a resource you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy that you've enjoyed? Um, I think a great resource is actually SEMA, is the organization, the trade show. It's kind of the only place where everything comes together, right? The tuner industry, the OEMs, motorsports. It's a great place for, for people to start if they're looking to get into the industry. It's also a great place for, for research. So they're doing the most to kind of progress the overall industry. So I would say, you know, start there, whether you're looking to launch a product or promote a product or get a job in the industry, that's probably your best resource to start. Yep. SEMA is great. I've attended every SEMA show in the last 25 years. So very familiar with walking the halls. It's well, you've, uh, you beat me by uh, two years. Oh, so wow. Okay. Impressive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, went to, used to go there many, many years ago to look for products to, uh, buy and resell. So it's a great place to go. Definitely a lot of fun. A lot of eye candy there too. The cars, the builds, the people. It's a really fantastic event. Actually, my uh, my first show, I snuck in as a teenager. <laughs> so that, that one might not count. I just, again, I had to be there. I had to see it Well, all. we'll just, we'll go, yeah. shh, don't tell, yeah. don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, now it's, it's come back to haunt me because now everyone asks me for passes because we're dealing with so many different clients yeah. and projects and I, I still have no pool on getting people into the show. So sorry, everyone. No, you know, it's okay. It's, it's a professional show anyway. It, it, and they've, they've worked real hard to try to keep it that way because for those of us who go there to work, uh, it really gets to be a problem when there's a lot of people around and they're not, you know, they're there just to look. They're not there to really enhance uh, either the people showing their products or people looking for things. So I'm, I'm glad they keep it that way. How about a book? Is there one book in particular you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy reading? Well, um, the books that I would recommend have more to do with uh, marketing and communication. You know what? That's okay. I love yeah. to hear about business books. So maybe there's one you could share that has really meant something to you. I think it's more about just following this this author, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Has Gladwell. Some, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I just every time I go back and I pick up his book and I, I read a chapter just to read it. I'm always surprised, you know, or I'm reminded, right. you know, so you and, and in business as well, you don't have to be in marketing communications. He's just done a really great job at translating modern business culture into something you could actually use and remember. So I would say any any of his recent books. Is there one in particular that really stands out? Well, the one that kind of kicked it all off for me was Tipping Point, Yeah. right? Because we're in the business of promotions and communications and everything, and it was really trying to get people to understand what what creates a trend and what can get a brand to be recognizable and, and top of mind, sure. right? And that's, again, in today's kind of clouded, noisy media environment, it's even more difficult than when we started this agency over 10 years ago. You know, it's changed dramatically. And so we have to stay on our toes. We have to constantly educate ourselves. And these kinds of books help help pave the way. Gladwell's great. Well, listeners, you can find all these great links that Victor has shared with us today at carsyad.com slash Victor Carrillo. And Victor's name is C-A-R-R-I-L-L-O. Isn't it interesting the first three letters in your last name spell car? Hmm. Coincidence, I think. <laughs> Maybe Actually, not. The, if you translate it verbatim, it's, uh, it means little car. So, there you yeah. go. Yeah, even better. I was going to get there with that one, but you beat me to it. Very cool. And also, there's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where you can find 
these books that Victor has recommended to us and all the past 350 plus guests here at Cars yeah, with easy links so that you can get your hands on these books and learn more. All right, Victor, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy for a guy that likes a lot of different kinds of cars like you. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'm going to buy it for you. What would that one vehicle be and why? It's actually simple. It, I'm going back with the McLaren F1. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd say that. It's the dream car. It translates my passion for Formula One to the road. And I could feel like I'm actually, you know, Ayrton Senna or Lewis Hamilton or Fernando Alonso. So it's McLaren F1 all day long. There you go. What color would you like? Well, uh, I think the, the gray kind of silver again, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with McLaren, it's more about being understated and, and it's a little bit of a sleeper, right? You pull up and people are kind of like, what's that? Yeah. So a, a loud color for me just wouldn't work on it. Ah, awesome car. Great choice, my friend. Beautiful, beautiful car. Someday we'll have to both meet up somewhere, jump into a McLaren F1 and, and take a drive and have some fun. Victor, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey, your business with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the racetrack in that McLaren F1? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, never give up. You know, right when things start to get really difficult, that means that you're, you're on to something and you're starting to disrupt things. Um, and that's exactly what happened uh, to us at the ID agency when the recession happened. And we, we came out stronger. So never, never, ever give up, no matter how big the obstacle is. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Yeah, that would be our website, theidagency.com. And uh, you could follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter as well. Um, you can learn more about us and all of our clients that we represent. Absolutely. And I would recommend to all the Cars Yow listeners is check it out. See what they're doing there. They've got a beautiful website. And the, the clients they're dealing with are the creme de la creme in the automotive industry. So awesome job. Just go to carsyow.com, put Victor in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. Victor, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. I hope you have a great time this weekend out there in the dirt, pre-running the Baja. That's great. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.